You know the feeling. Lackluster. Laborious. Boring. Same old, same old. It's easy to slip into a rut in rehearsals or lessons or classes from time to time, but I think we can all agree it's not a great feeling. You don't want to feel like you're just going through the motions each week. You want to feel excited and energized to sing and learn and make music together. You don't want to keep doing things the same old way. You want to expand your creativity and mental engagement and continue developing your musicianship in the process. Can you relate? Feel like your rehearsals or classes have gotten a bit monotonous lately? Here are a few reasons why this may be happening, plus some helpful strategies for getting out of that rut and back to making music with creativity and enthusiasm. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. Number one, your warm-ups are running on autopilot. It's easy to fall into the habit of just doing the same warm-ups in choir each week. You get into a routine, the patterns are familiar, they don't require much explanation, and they get the job done. A word of caution, though, by repeating the same vocal patterns, often in the same order week after week, your choir members may begin to tune out and lose focus. They may let their minds wander because these patterns are so familiar to them that they don't require much active thought anymore. As such, you may see and hear a lack of engagement and focus in their faces and in their sound, things like shallow breaths or poor posture, spread vowels, vocal sliding between pitches, etc. A solution? Mix up your warm-ups each week. Put them in a new order to keep everyone on their toes and paying attention, and introduce a new pattern every month or so to focus on a specific aspect of vocal technique or choral singing. For a few ideas on what kinds of warm-ups to include, take a look at my free ebook, 50 Awesome Choral Warm-Ups for Church Choirs. Number two, you're rehearsing every piece the same way. When it comes to teaching a new piece of music, there are a few ways to go about it. You might sing or play through the full piece before stopping to talk about anything. You might sing or play through just one section at a time and then stop to give some feedback and then go through that same section again. Or you might break the piece into sections and rehearse each part alone if needed and then in different combinations if you're working with a choir this might look like going part by part sopranos first then altos then tenors then basses and then having them sing in combination with each other in a piano lesson say this might look like practicing just the right hand part then just the left hand part or doing only the rhythm and not looking at the notes just yet the trick is to balance these approaches throughout your rehearsal or your lesson with the various pieces that you're working on. So your rehearsals may begin to feel a bit monotonous if you take the same approach to every piece that you 
things through. Your lessons may feel a little bit monotonous if you always approach a new piece of music the same way. A solution is to mix up your strategy for each piece based on what it needs and where it is in the learning sequence, whether it's something that's brand new, something that's in progress, or something that's more towards that polishing phase. For instance, I would recommend using the first or second approach with a piece that you're reading through for the first time, even if it's something that they have done before. Then use the third approach for pieces that are in the middle of the learning sequence, the in-progress phase. This is when you can really zoom in and work on the details. You can go over parts. You can work things under tempo. You can practice just the rhythm. For things that are in the final polishing stage, try just performing the piece straight through before stopping to give comments or ask questions. This will help them learn that all-important skill for music performance. Keep going no matter what. For more ideas on how to rehearse a choir anthem, you can see my step-by-step process for rehearsing a new anthem. I'll be sure to include a link to that in today's notes. Number three is you're giving the same reminders every week. You know those things that you feel like you say every rehearsal or every lesson? Around that vowel, take a deep low breath, don't gasp, curve your fingers, pay attention to the dynamics. If you're getting tired of hearing yourself repeat those things over and over, it's likely that your choir members or your students are also growing a little weary of them. Now, that's not to say that they aren't important. Of course they are. Those are all very valid reminders to give them. But the trouble is when they become so repetitive that your choir members or your students start to tune out and not listen anymore. A solution? Think about new ways to engage those that you're teaching and give them a little bit more ownership in the learning process. So ask some questions. How did we do with dynamics that time? Did you remember to take a deep low breath before that entrance? Invite them into the reflection process. How did that go? What can we do to improve our sound the next time we sing? Or how can you improve your sound the next time you play? This small shift will help you offer those important reminders But instead of giving them all the information, you're helping them learn how to do it themselves. You're helping promote musical development in them. Number four, you're spending too much time on one thing. Whether it's an anthem that you're rehearsing over and over again, a concept you're trying to explain, or a series of tricky rhythms that you're just drilling. Too much time on one thing can lead to dwindling attention spans, lack of energy, and boredom. Even a small thing like sitting for an extended period of time can cause people to lose focus. A solution? Mix up your sitting and standing throughout your rehearsal to keep people physically and mentally engaged in what you're doing. If you're working one-on-one with a student, maybe you take a break in the middle of their lesson to do a movement activity or just to sit on the floor to practice some rhythms instead of sitting on the bench or in a chair. Keep a quick pace in your teaching and be wary of spending more than five to 10 minutes or so on one single section or concept. Number five, your students and choir members aren't experiencing flow. Educational researcher and psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi said that flow is a balance between perceived challenge and perceived skill. 
This means that in order to experience flow or optimal experience, as he called it, we must sense a certain amount of challenge in a given task, but also feel confident that we have the skills we need to meet it. It's a fine line. If the task is too easy, we won't feel the need to go all in to be fully and actively engaged. But if it's too hard, we're likely to get frustrated and feel like we can't do it and just give up. There are a few things that might be hindering flow experiences in your rehearsals or lessons. Singing music that doesn't offer enough of a challenge, either because it's too easy or because it's already very familiar and doesn't really need rehearsing. Same is true with practicing pieces that are really too easy and don't offer enough of a challenge. Stopping and starting after every few phrases, not singing or playing long enough to really get into the piece and feel that sense of momentum. And singing or playing music that's too challenging for them, not taking the time to really help them develop the skills that they need to feel confident in their abilities. So that's too much challenge and not enough skill. A solution is to strive for music that offers just enough of a challenge to keep your rehearsals and lessons interesting and the learners engaged, but be sure to balance the challenge with helping them develop their skill set in musical independence. Also, try to keep everybody singing or playing as much as possible. The fewer interruptions, the better for flow. So keep your spoken directions short and to the point and avoid working with just one part at a time or isolating something for too long. If you need to isolate a specific part for a few minutes, encourage everyone else to hum their part or to sing with the section that you're rehearsing for support. This is also a good sight reading opportunity. If you're working just one-on-one, make sure that you're isolating a part for just a couple of minutes, a few repetitions, and then you're moving on to something else. If you've been feeling like your rehearsals are a bit monotonous lately, I hope these simple tips and strategies are helpful to you. I'd love to hear which one resonates with you the most. What small changes make the biggest difference for your choir or your students? Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley Danu and at Ashley Danu blog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.